0: Welcome to the Authentic Church Podcast with Jeff and Fawn Peterson in Orange County, California, where our mission is simply to love God, love people, and live authentic. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to church. I know for some of you, this is like, you, you made it. You're like, I made it. Man, the holidays were awesome. And then some of you you might have got a little cold or flu, and now you're, like, back, and you feel like, I'm back, baby, you know? So uh, I pray that 2022 is going to be your best year yet. As Lacey said, we are in 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you're like, oh, darn, I missed it, no worries. You can jump right in, and you can join us. And I encourage you, you know, fasting isn't just where you uh, you just don't eat, okay? That's a diet, Diets change the way you look. Fasting will change the way you see. And so it's really important as we set aside this time, we're really seeking after the heart of God. I'm praying and believing that there is a mighty harvest of people that do not yet know Jesus that are gonna come to know Jesus. And they're gonna get to know him in a powerful way and he's actually gonna, He's gonna walk into their life and shock them and they're gonna be healed, set free, made whole, delivered, and they're gonna find a church family and whether it's our family or another church family, I really don't care. Uh, I'm here as a representative of Jesus Christ, and my my job is to steward over what God has given us, but if people are getting saved and they're getting plugged into the local body, that is the most important thing, right? It's like as a church, you know, as the church grows, we have uh, uh, connect groups, we call them, which are different, like, groups that meet at homes all across this area, and we do those at different times of the year, and we'll be doing them again here in the next month or so. Um, I could care less as the pastor which group somebody goes to, as long as they're plugged in and going to a group and they're feeling like they're nourished and they're growing, right? Well, I believe God looks at our churches that way, that he could care less which church you go to. The important thing is that you're connecting with a family, a spiritual family that you're growing in. Amen? And so, anyways, I just want to encourage you to jump in and join us for the Pursuit Night on Wednesday. It was a really, really powerful time. Uh, I just love how God shows up and 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 shows off. And it was certainly one of those nights those nights where he where he did that. Uh, so we're in week two of a new series that we titled Visioneering. Visioneering, and it, and and, the, and this concept of visioneering is really engineering your life around a God-sized vision. A lot of times we want God to fit into our box when he's saying, hey, guys, I'm over here doing something. If you just join with me, you're going to see incredible fruit and blessings in your life. And so our heartbeat is really joining with God, and that ties in with our time of fasting as well, because we're, we're listening as we're pressing in, and we're getting a download from him, because his word is the most important word, amen? And so we started last week, uh, and the word of the Lord for our church, I really felt this, uh, for this year, this season, is redeemed. Uh, the, the, the Bible that you hold in your hand is a book of redemption. The story of your life is one of redemption. And I'm not going to go into it or re-preach my message from last weekend, but Exodus chapter 13, uh, after the children of Israel come out of Egypt, the first thing that God does is he shows them that if you will sacrifice that which is clean for that which is unclean, I'll redeem the unclean. And we were born unclean. We were born into sin. And the clean Jesus, the lamb, the spotless lamb, sacrificed himself so that we could be redeemed. It's a book of redemption. The word redeemed actually means to buy back. The word redeem actually means that to repurchase something. And God has repurchased us. And it actually says in Webster's Dictionary, I thought this was interesting, it said to free from the consequences of sin. <laughs> That's what it says in Webster's Dictionary, to redeem. So I'm praying and believing that this is gonna be a redemptive year. For some of you, you lost a lot in the last year, and I'm pl- I'm praying that you're gonna get it all back, baby. I'm believing that this is gonna be a year of increase. There's gonna be a year where God blows your mind. Some of you lost some family members. I'm believing that God's gonna redeem that time and that the the pain and the sorrow that you're experiencing, you're gonna have a new season of joy that's gonna come your way. Some of you experienced a year of sickness and heartache. I'm praying it's gonna be a year of health and joy evermore. So it's gonna be an awesome year. So that's what we're praying and believing for. Anybody else believe that? Say amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're gonna jump in to turn with me to the book of Acts chapter two. The book of Acts chapter 2, if you're not familiar with the Bible and maybe you're new to the Bible or new to faith, there's the Old Testament and then there's the New Testament. The New Testament starts out with a few books. There's four books that start out in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are called the Gospels. and In short story, they, they basically tell about Jesus' life from four different viewpoints of people um, that wrote down what happened in Jesus' life and, and share some of the prophecies and the genealogies and then also what Jesus did when he was on this earth. Because Jesus was the greatest person that ever lived. And he wasn't just a man or a good man, he was the God-man. And so Jesus, the God-man, shows us what it looks like to live according to the laws of heaven. And so Jesus came and, and then he hands us the keys and he says, all right, now it's your turn to drive. And he says that to the early church, and he tells him, he says, before you guys leave Jerusalem to go change the world, okay, before you go change the world, I want you to wait because my Father's got a gift for you. And when what happened was when Jesus took his place at the right hand of the Father, the Holy Spirit was released to take his place in the lives of the believer. And so that's what the Holy Spirit did. At that moment, they prayed, and then on the day of Pentecost, the Feast of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit gets poured out. And I'll be honest with you, you read the story, it's crazy, okay? It's it's crazy. You read the story of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it's a head scratcher. It's a head turner and a, a head scratcher. And this is what's happening. So the Holy Spirit gets poured out, and they, they're, they're praying, and what looked like tongues of fire fall on people, and people get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then they begin speaking in other tongues. And they come out, and it looks like a wild party where everybody's drunk. They're happy and jovial and everything's going on. And, and the crowd comes up, and they're like, what in the world is going on? Like, all, all, these, all these weirdos, what are they doing? So Peter gets up. He's like, all right, I guess this is my time to shine. So Peter gets up, and he addresses the crowd. And he says these words. He says, fellow Jews... All of you who live in Costa Mesa, I mean Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. So he's he's trying to call to order. There's all this stuff happening and everybody's murmuring and they're laughing and poking fun at people and saying, man, those guys are drunk. And Peter's like, hey, let me get your attention here. Hold on, time out. Let me tell you what happened. And he goes on to say, verse 15. He goes on to say in verse 15, there we go. These people are not drunk as you suppose, it's only nine in the morning. It's too early. It's, it's too early to get drunk. Okay, the, the canteen is not open. Okay. It's too early to get drunk, as you suppose. That's not what's going on here. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. For, so for Peter's first sermon. He gets up there, he says a few words, and then he rips a sermon from somebody else, (laughs) like every new preacher. He gets up there, and he rips a sermon from somebody else, and he rips it from the prophet Joel, and he says, listen, in the last days, God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people. That's what's happening. I'm pouring out my spirit on all people. What, What the Lord said and prophesied about was spoken through Joel is actually happening. He says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. So he says that they're going to prophesy. So the fact that Peter is citing the scripture tells me there might be some young men, there might be some old men, there might be some jil- children that are there. It tells me that there's prophecy that's happening. It's telling me the, the Holy Spirit's there. So he says, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Somebody asked me the other day, Pastor Jeff, do you think we're living in the last days? I do. And, you know, and it's like, well, somebody says, is Jesus coming back tomorrow? I don't know, but we're one day closer today than we were yesterday, okay? <laughs> we're one day closer, so get ready. He's saying the, the Holy Spirit's being poured out. And this is something that happened in the book of Acts when the church was just exploded in 2,000 years ago. And I'm telling you, that's happening now. All across this earth, there's people coming to Jesus in droves. And it's going to happen here in this chapel. At some point, this chapel is going to be overflowing of people. There's going to be people in the balconies. We'll open up the doors to make room for more people. We'll have extra speakers out there so the people on the grass can hear. And people are going to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because He's pouring out His Spirit on all flesh. And this morning when I, I came to the church, I like to come to the church early uh, before anybody's here. I like That's how I like to start my Sundays. And I usually get here around 530 or 6. And I just walk and pray and spend time with God. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not like a time for me to just, you know, like practice what I'm going to say or music. We'll do that at some point when everybody shows up. But it's really just the time for me to, to walk and pray and just spend time with God. And this morning I was praying, and I was praying out and speaking out that which I just said about this place being filled and balcony and people and everything like that. And I'm praying, and, uh, and, and the Lord just spoke, just so strong to me, He says, Jeff, I always come to people where they're hungry. So if you're hungry today for an appetizer, ever go out to dinner and you're like, I just want a snack, I'm really not that hungry. Other times you've gone to dinner and you're like famished. I remember I I, I got to go out to to Mastro's one time. Anybody ever been to Mastro's? That's another level. Okay, you don't want to eat all day before you go to Mastro's. If you're going there for dinner, you want to go there hungry. So I remember going, so that's a full meal. But the Lord said, I, I, I'll meet people wherever they're hungry. If somebody only wants a snack, hey, if that means that I, as their heavenly father, get to spend time with them, guess what? I'm going to give them a snack. The Lord said, if they're hungry for a full meal, they're going to get a full meal. And so when, when I come before him, I'm like, Lord, I'm hungry. I mean, I'm really hungry, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm physically hungry right now because our fast, but I'm spiritually hungry. I'm saying, Lord, I'm hungry for you. I'm hungry for the things of you. I don't want to just go through another year. I I want to actually encounter you in deeper ways this year than I did last year. Last year was great. Man, I'm I'm expecting more this year. All that you've done in, in my family, Lord, it's great. But, Lord, I know there's more. There's more in my family that needs to be saved. There's more in my family that that needs to be delivered and set free. There's more of my friends that are struggling in their families and their marriages and and they're blowing their life up. Lord, they need you. Like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm seeking after you. So I want to encourage you, if you came here today and you're hungry, the Lord will fill you. Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you're going to be filled. I'm going to fill you. He's going to serve you up a meal today. No matter what comes out of my mouth today, (laughs) You're going to hear something from him, and he's going to be able to speak to you and give you downloads today. And that's really my prayer. When, when, whenever I share and have a, the privilege and the honor of being able to share, my, my hope is that at some point you're drowning me out, and you're just tuning into God, and you can barely write or you know, jot down notes as fast as, as the Lord's given you something. Because when the Lord speaks to you, it changes you. So I'm going to pray that the Lord's going to speak to us during this time together. Lord, we thank you for your word and its life to us. and God, we're hungry. And God, I want to hunger more for your word. I want to hunger more for you. So, Lord, I just pray that you would just give downloads from heaven today to us. I pray that your Holy Spirit would move throughout this place. You would speak words, whisper, no matter what comes out of my mouth, God, that they would hear from you. So, Lord, I just pray that you'd give us ears to hear from you today. Lord, as we read the word, give us eyes to see something we never saw before. God, give us minds that understand. I pray that there would be new levels of understanding, new, new revelations that we would get. God, that the revelations from last year, God, that, that, that it was great, and it was beautiful, but Lord, we want something fresh from you. So God, I pray for a freshness today. And God, I pray that you'd give us a heart to believe. In Jesus' name, amen. So Peter gets up and he does his first sermon. And he shares about the, what's happening and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that was promised in the book of Joel. And then he goes on to say, he says, it's going to happen even to the servants, both men and women. I'm going to pour my spirit out in those days, and they will prophesy. God poured out his spirit that day, and he's out, pouring out his spirit this day. In verse 19, it says, I will show you wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Again, this is spoken through the prophet Joel. Peter's up here quoting. He's saying, This is what's happening. Can I tell you, there are signs and wonders happening all around. And as the world is going to hell in a handbasket in places, as people are just giving into like this spirit of lawlessness that's just going through, you look across America, look across the world. The places that are God honoring and God fearing, they're keeping their minds, their lives are actually doing okay. <laughs> Their doors are open. They're prospering. The people that are losing their minds, there's a spirit of lawlessness. Look across the cities in America. Look across the cities in California and just think of some of the most sinful cities and you'll see people losing their mind. You'll see a spirit of lawlessness that's running rampant. It's a spirit. The spirit comes on people. So we're praying and we're fasting that there's gonna be the Holy Spirit that is gonna supersede any of those spirits that try to come against us, that your family's gonna be protected and blessed, that your marriage is gonna be protected and blessed, that your finances are gonna be protected and blessed, that your job would be protected and blessed. And praise God, if somebody loses a job, I tell you what, God has a way of opening up bigger and better doors than you could ask, think, or imagine. I wish I wish we understood now what he's doing right now, but sometimes you only understand what he did when you look back from the, from the future as to what he did in the past. So he's gonna show you wonders in heaven, signs on the earth below. And now here's the purpose. This, this brings it all home. That everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. I love the Holy Spirit. I love moments with God. I believe the church and our gatherings are for the believers. I really believe that. I look throughout the scriptures. When they came together as the church, those gatherings were actually for the people of God who believed in Jesus to be strengthened and encouraged and to go out and to make a difference in this world. The moment that we flip the switch on that and we make our services all about people that don't know Jesus and trying to be an attractional church, and God is attractional in and of itself. We don't need to add to that. He's attractional. You can't tell me people aren't hungry for God when they're going to psychics, when they're reading tarot cards, when they're looking up their horoscopes, when they're going to this, that, and the other, and this healer, and try this and that. People are hungry for God. The challenge is they've gone to the house of bread, and they didn't find any bread, I'm praying that bread from heaven is gonna fall. I'm talking spiritual, all right? That it's gonna fall through you, it's gonna be on your house, and when people come and they're hungry for the things of God, they're gonna taste and see the Lord is good when they get introduced to you because it's gonna be Jesus through you, and they're gonna go, something's different. How do you do that? And they're gonna cry out, and you're gonna be listening in that conversation. The Holy Spirit's gonna say, now, now, share my goodness with them now. Remind them who they are now. Tell them they're loved by me right now in that moment. I believe that there's now moments that are gonna be coming to us. So I just have a few reminders for us as we look at this text today. Number one, God's got a dream for your life. He's got a purpose for your life. If you're alive today, if there's breath in your lungs, good news, 2022 is gonna be a great year for you. I believe that today is a great day for you. There's some people that didn't make it through 2021. You did. If you're still breathing, there's a plan and a purpose on your life. And it's just not about us. It's not to accumulate things or take some awesome trips. And I hope you're able to take some awesome trips. Everybody was probably robbed of some awesome trips and vacations in the last two years, okay? I get it. I hope I, there's nothing wrong with that stuff as long as that stuff doesn't run your life, right? But you, gotta, you, you, you are created by the Almighty God. You got a purpose, man. You're alive today. You're functioning today. Most of us are in our right minds today, Right? And the good news is, I'm living proof. If you're not in your right mind, Jesus can renew your mind, okay? Because he's a redeemer. (laughs) Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You know, part of taking hold of something God has for you is you do it by faith. I I wish it was scripted out. I wish it was so easy to read that it's just like, boom, here it is and you're walking and you're doing it, but that wouldn't take any faith. If it was just totally laid out, it wouldn't take any faith. I mean, when my wife and I, we moved here from Texas two years ago. Yes, we are the only people that moved from Texas to California in the last two years, okay? They practically paid me to bring a U-Haul truck here, okay, you know? (laughs) When we moved here, we didn't have any idea that we would meet all of you beautiful and amazing people, and you're beautiful, Joe. We, 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 had, we had no idea that we'd meet all these amazing, beautiful people. We prayed, we hoped, we came on a word of the Lord, but we didn't know. We didn't know what would happen. We, we, we didn't understand how things would come together. Had no idea. We, would, we moved here, and I would prayer walk around this campus because it was closed down, and I would prayer walk and pray blessing over this campus because one of the overseers of Authentic Church is an alumni, big alumni. And 20 years ago when I got saved, I would come and visit him here at Vanguard. I was working in business. I had no idea 20 years later I'd be standing in this gorgeous chapel and seeing a church. Wasn't, you can't even put that together. But by faith, we take hold of things. So my question is, what are some things God's asking you to take hold of by faith? What are some things that maybe grew cold? Some dreams, some visions, some things that you were hoping for that didn't see happen. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. It does. It's painful. The Holy Spirit's here this morning. He's like, I'm going to fan that ember. The ember still, it's not all the way out. He's breathing on that. There's dreams coming back up in your life. There's things that he downloaded to you years ago that you're just barely starting to see a glimpse of. And he's going to fan that sucker into flame. Second point I want to make, God imparts through prophecy, visions, and dreams. Prophecy, vision, and dreams. Prophecy, what's prophecy? Prophecy is basically a God-inspired word pertaining to things to come. If you were here on Wednesday night, there was some prophetic words that were given out. And... um, and, and that's a, that's a gift. There, there's a gift of prophecy. There's the office of a prophet. And, 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 and there's the spirit of prophecy where somebody may not have the gift, but suddenly the Holy Spirit just comes on them and they have the spirit of prophecy. In short, let me tell you this. this is the, you, you may be flowing in, in prophecy and not even know it sometimes. Ever feel to encourage somebody? You're like somebody comes to your mind, you go, you know what, I'm gonna, send, I'm gonna send them a text. Hey, I'm just thinking about you, praying for you. Man, I just think God loves you so much. Boom, 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 boom. That's prophecy. Sure, you ever felt encouraged to send somebody a, a, a scripture? That could be prophecy, right? And so, God's language, the language of heaven, is prophecy, visions, and dreams. What's the difference between visions and dreams? Dreams are prophetic images that you would see when you're sleeping. Visions are some things that you see when you're awake. Some of you have dreams in your heart you've been sleeping on. God say it's time to wake up. It's time to wake those things up. Wake up those dreams, those visions, those downloads from heaven, and remember those things. You know, we, we want to uh, we want to conceive and then we want to birth in the same month, what God has for us. I know I do. Man, when, I, when, I, when I'm fixing food, I, I, I'm not a leftovers guy at all, unless it's cold pizza. Cold pizza, I'm down for it. Cold pizza's bomb, all right? And maybe some Thai food, because if you let Thai food sit one day extra, there's that, that spice, it's just dry, you know? I'm not a leftover guy. Fawn tries to feed me leftovers, I'm like, babe, I'll, I'll, I'll order pizza. <laughs> She's like, no, I'll make you something fresh, you know? I'm not a leftovers guy, but if I am ever eating leftovers, Fawn will say, hey, honey, cook it on the stove because it will keep the nutrients in it, right? Anybody ever tell you that? I'm like, I'm good with the microwave. I'm actually cool. You know, like I'm okay with losing 10% or 20% of the nutrients to get the food in my belly now versus like 30 minutes from now, okay? I'm a, I like the microwave, not the crock pot, okay? You know, <laughs> you got to reheat it, right? We all want it now. Some of you, the, the Lord gave you some downloads. There's some things that, that are, are, are still kind of in the womb in the, in the conception phase that you haven't yet birthed yet. Some of you are pregnant in this room. How many of you know if you conceived and you gave birth in the same month, what's happened? That baby's not gonna live. It takes time. There's a maturing time. The Lord's maturing some things. The third reminder that I have for us, if, if it's of God it's for others. Is there going to be stuff that's just for you? Yes, absolutely. But if it's a vision from God that you're seeking, it will be for others, meaning it's not just going to fall on your house. The blessing of God is going to impact others, right? Jesus is talking, and he's sharing about giving, and he, and he says it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be like when they glean the fields, and they, they take it all in, and then they, they press it down, shaken together, and it actually is going to be running over. There's some things that are going to be running over in your life this year. Godly visions and dreams impact others more than it impacts you. Let me, let me ask you this. If God answered all of your prayers last year, would it change the world or just yours? God has an amazing way when you begin to focus on helping other people achieve their dreams or helping others in their vision or encouraging others. It's amazing the, the way that he blesses and it comes back to you. Is it okay to, to pray for things that you need? Absolutely. A thousand percent. If it matters to you, it matters to God. God cares that you're praying and you're asking him for help with a job. God cares that you're asking him for help with your mortgage or your rent. God, prays, or God cares and listens to your prayers when you're asking him, Lord, I need a car. Like whatever the prayer is that you're praying, that, that, if it matters to you, it really does matter to God. But there's a level of spiritual maturity that comes to us when we're reminded, you know what, it's not even all about us. It's about others, man. And as much as church is for us and it's for the gathering of the saints and the believers, it is. But the goal is that we are so filled with the Spirit of God that it's overflowing on everybody in our lives. And that when we leave this place, we are the missionaries we're called to be, the pastors we're called to be, the teachers, the preachers, the prophets. You know what I'm saying? That God is gonna God's sending you out. For you young people that are in school, God's sending you as a light to that school. Even for you that go to a Christian school, God's sending you as a light to that school. People need Jesus. People need hope, people need healing, people need prayer. I have a, a, a bullet journal that uh, we, we keep. Anybody do the, the bullet journal method? Okay, cool. <laughs> and the crowd goes mild. <laughs> A bullet journal, I'll I'll, I'll give you this, and and you can steal this, this is is good stuff right here. If you get nothing, no, (laughs) hopefully you get something else today, I was going to say, if you get nothing else today but this idea, no. (laughs) The bullet journal. So basically what you do is you take a journal, and uh, the first few pages in there, you just draw a line across, so it sections it out, one, two, three, four, you get it? Here's the journal, one, two, three, four. Okay, there's a visual. (laughs) Okay. One, two, three, four, okay. And that's January, February, March, April, okay? And then you turn the page, okay? And it, you guys are sharp. It keeps going, right? All the way through the year. So what we do, what I do uh, in keeping a bullet journal is in every month, then I write down at the front of my journal just a few things that stood out. What, what, are, what, are, some, what are some bullet points of that month? So every, every month, our family, we go on a, an adventure day where we basically turn off the phones, no devices, get out, go somewhere drive to Big Bear, go to Joshua Tree, go to Coronado Island, try to go somewhere just different, just get out of the, the rat race and the, of hanging out and let's go to Target in a movie, right? You know, like, like let's, let's get out of town, right? Everybody's like, yep, that's what I do. I usually get out of the house just to go to Target, right? So, so whatever that is. So adventure day. So we write those down. Um, Fawn and I, we have, a, we have a date night every single Tuesday night, and some of the more prolific date nights we'll write in there. Um, I take one of my kids on a date every single month where it's just them, just you know, just time with Dad, and so we'll write down that. Um, I'll also write down some some big happenings and things that happen with the church or work or whatever, just whatever the bullet points are. And then at the end of the year, we have a time of reflection as a family, usually between Christmas and New Year's, where we'll sit down and we'll just open uh, and we'll just go through the journal, and we'll remember the places we went, the things we did, the funny stories. Uh, like this past year, um, Fawn is away at a, a baby shower, and I'm home with the kids, and my daughter asked, hey, Dad, uh, do you mind if I make some beignets? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds delicious. Let's make those beignets. Let's do it. And so she's heating up the oil in the, in the stove, and uh, did I say it right, beignets? Yeah, I know some of you more culinary experts in the room. You can you can correct my English later. So um, so uh, we're making we're be- Brighton's making beignets, and so she's ho- he- heating up the oil on the stove. Well, um, forgot that oil heats faster than water, and so uh, we're sitting down and we're watching cartoons or whatever. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there laying on the couch watching the TV, and I see this whoosh, and, like, <laughs> and I see fire exploding. <laughs> off of the stove. And my daughter's like, ah! And my son August was holding the lid as a good helper and he's sitting here with the lid and it's just like, whoosh, just fire all over, right? So I go over and I grab water. I know, I know, I know, I know, it just, it was a dad moment, okay? It was a fail, it was a total fail. And I throw water into something that doesn't mix with water so suddenly, fire's jumping all out, and we're all backing up. And then, and, and the fire went out, but not before there was a streak of smoke that went through the whole house, and it like, just like marbleized the ceilings of our homes just black streaks all over, you know? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And so we're, you know, opening the doors, the fire department's called, no, we're okay, everything's fine. And I'm like, you know, as a dad, you know, now, now Fawn is cool, calm, and collected. She's uh, no. okay. You know how I found out about the marbleization? <laughs> I get a text. <laughs> I get a text. Check your Instagram. I go to Instagram and I see beautiful photos of my family, like holding pods, holding. Holding the bag of beignets or something like, oops, and the whole ceiling, literally gray, black, white, looks like an Easter egg marbling. The entire ceiling, so winner. <laughs> so that story was in the bullet journal. <laughs> so we go through the bullet journal. Let's get back on track. <laughs> Thanks, baby, for adding to the, the story there and throwing me under the bus. You know, if everything went perfect, you'd never remember it, right? You look back on some things in life, and some of those hard things you went through, some of the stuff I, now that, that's a funny now. <laughs> There's some stuff we've gone through that's not a funny. There's some stuff where it's like really hard, you know. But you look back and you have a different perspective on it. So we go through that. We share some of the wins, some of the lows, some of the awesome stuff God did. And then then I ask my family, we we begin to vision and plan for the next year. So we did this over Christmas, and I have a few reflective questions uh, that I have them write down. And I'm going to go through these kind of of quicks, but you can take a picture. You can just write them down yourself uh, this is homework if you want to take it and run with it, you're more than welcome to. But these are, these are some, there's three questions that we ask. There's actually a lot more than that, that I personally ask of myself, but with my kids in varying degrees of interest at this time with them, uh, we'll go through these three. So these are the, and the first one that I ask is, who are, re- so rel- who are the five most important relationships in your life? So the five most important, relationships, who are the five most important relationships in your life? Psychologists and counselors say that your life is gonna be the sum of those five most important relationships. So you better choose those relationships wisely, right? Bad company can corrupt good character. So choose those friends wisely. So who are the five? So I have them write down the five people in their life that, that they feel like they're close to and Fawn and I do the same. And then if they're important to me, then I ask, well, what am I doing to foster that relationship with them? What, what am I doing to, to really grow that relationship? You're gonna have relationships in your life and some of them will be like a, a Paul, right? A Paul is gonna be like that pastor in your life. They're gonna be that person that's gone before you. Could be a mentor in business. Uh, it could be, you Typically, a Paul is somebody that's a season of life ahead of you. Uh, you might have a Barnabas in there. Barnabas, is that; those are those family friends where you're in the same season of life. Uh, they love coming and just hanging out. You can just spend time with them, and, and you know they're, they're, there's no expectations. It's like hang on the couch in a pair of sweats, let your hair down. That's, that's, that's a Barnabas in your life, somebody that's encouraging to you, leading you to the things of God, not away from the things of God. And then there's the Timothys. You might have a Timothy in your life, and that's somebody that you're pouring into. That's somebody that's important to you, that you love, that you want to see them achieve all that God has for them. And so we go through those, those five important relationships and we talk and we think about ways to foster those relationships. And, and then I, have, I had my kids, they're, they're writing cards to all those people, just expressing something that they love about them or they're thankful or whatever. So they're sending those cards out. So that, that's the first thing we do. The second question I ask is, when do you feel most accomplished? So the fill in the blank here is, I feel most accomplished when... Fill in the blank. I feel most accomplished when I start my day early and I have my prayer and my, my time in the Bible. I do not feel most accomplished when I feel like I gotta jolt out of bed and rush out the door, right? I don't feel very accomplished that day. I feel behind the eight ball. I feel most accomplished when I'm able to go to the beach one time a week, right? could be something simple like that for you. I feel most accomplished when I work out on a daily basis. I feel most accomplished when I'm able to spend some time outside. Whatever it is, when that, the answer to that question reminds you of what you need to do to keep your energy level up. Like a lot of people, we, we, we talk a lot about like physical health, but there's emotional health that is screaming in our culture today. And you, you could be physically healthy and emotionally bankrupt. And if you're gonna achieve everything that God has for you in 2022, you're gonna have to keep up your emotional health. So what, what fills you? What, what fills your cup? Things that invigorate you, not wear you out. There's things in people that you might have in your life that, that wear you out. And there's times you have to give out, and that's, part, that's part of life. But you got to remember to fill yourself up. David said, encourage, he encouraged himself in the Lord. What are some things that encourages your spirit? What are some things that excite you? Because I can tell you one thing, if you go through this year and you're tired, you feel beat up, you know there, there, there's some kind of tired in life that sleep will not cure. And that's why we need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our life, right? The Holy Spirit empowers you. Not only does the Holy Spirit give you a download and the the prophetic and the visions and the dreams, that's great. But the Holy Spirit actually empowers you to accomplish those things that he shows you he's going to do. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. And then the third thing that I ask is when 2022 comes to an end, I feel it would be incomplete if I did not, what is that? And that's going to speak to your purpose. That's going to speak to some, some things out there. Now, I'm totally cool with writing stuff down like a bucket list trip or going somewhere or doing something or buying something. I'm totally, put those things on the list. That's great. But if that's all that's on your list, then you're forgetting the purpose of it all is that everyone will call on the name of the Lord and be saved. So yeah, write that stuff down, but I'd also ask you, what are some eternal things? (laughs) That's the temporal, but what are some of the eternal things that God's putting his finger on, and you're like, man, you know what? I feel like I would be incomplete this year if I did not. What is that? Disciple somebody, mentor somebody. Maybe it's going through the Bible. Maybe it's uh, getting involved in a small group. Maybe it's getting involved in the church. Uh, maybe it's joining the worship team. Maybe it's being in helping with kids ministry. Whatever it might be, I'm just throwing things out there. I'd feel most accomplished when, and then I feel like this year would be incomplete if I did not. What is it? That's going to be that's going to be attached to your purpose. And those there could be some goals. Now I'm not going to go through the seminar on goal setting or anything like that. There's plenty of awesome communicators that that have. Uh, websites and tutorials and stuff like that. That that would be a fun breakout, maybe a small group or something. But what I would encourage you is spend time with the Holy Spirit. Like Jesus told his disciples, wait, my Father's got a gift for you. The more you wait on the Lord, he's gonna give you those downloads. He's gonna show you some things for this year. That's why we start out the year with prayer and fasting. We're gonna wait on the Lord for some things and we're gonna dedicate it to God and I'm telling you, when you're dedicating that to God, he's going to begin to give downloads. So when 2022 ends, don't let it be incomplete. And then write some things down. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, one of the most famous scriptures utilized in regards to this. Write down what I reveal to you so that he may run who reads it. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. I told you that when I was praying for the year Felt the word of the Lord was redeemed, that the Lord was redeeming some things this year. And God gave me two scriptures for our church, and I'm going to share them a little bit more next week. But I'll give you the first one. The first scripture the Lord gave me was out of Zephaniah chapter two. Zephaniah was a prophet, and he gets this download from the Lord, and it says this. says, O seacoast, you guys are going to be pastures with meadows for shepherds and folds for flocks. Meadows for shepherds and folds for flocks. Why do you need meadows for shepherds or folds for flocks? Because the reason you need those is because he wants to feed you. He wants to bless you. Meadows for the shepherds and the folds for flocks was blessing. It was protection. It was prosperity. Right? God's taking care of them. Meadows for shepherds, folds for flocks. The seacoast, Orange County, shall become the possession of the remnant of the house of Judah. There's some people in this place that will not bow to Pharaoh. There's some people that there's a remnant that's rising and mighty army that's rising up that's saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the challenge that you give me, God. I'm going to say yes to whatever you tell me to do. Those people that are the yes people, those people that are saying yes despite what they see, that's scary to the devil. The devil's perfectly happy with somebody sitting back and clapping a few times in church and singing a few songs and going home and never making a difference. No, he's scared of the people that will actually say yes to God and do something about it. The seacoast shall become the possession of the remnant of the house of Judah on which they shall graze. And then it goes on to say, and it goes on to say, next slide, there we go. And in the houses of Ashkelon, they shall lie down. I'm going to share more next week, but Ashkelon was not of the people of Judah, okay? (laughs) They, They were the enemy, okay? So basically, you're going to take what the enemy had. That's actually going to be displaced. I'm going to kick out the enemy, and I'm going to give you that house. I'm going to give you that spot. The houses of Ashkelon, they shall lie down at the evening, for the Lord their God will be mindful of them and restore their fortunes. There's some things God's going to restore in your life. So I'm going to have the Worship team, join me up front now, and we're gonna close, but I have two questions for you, and we're gonna sing this song, and we're gonna have a time of reflection today. And I wanna encourage you, don't be in a hurry. We got a good 10 minutes or so before you gotta pick up your kids, parents. I just wanna encourage you, just take a moment. Maybe some of the things that I said really resonated with you, and you're feeling inspired by the Holy Spirit right th- right now. Just start writing some stuff down. We're just gonna take a moment. The re- two reflective questions that I have for you as we close Number one is, what's, what's, what's God saying to you today? What's, what's he speaking to you about today? There's some things in this word, as I was sharing, you felt like, man, God kind of put his finger on my, this area of my life. What are some things God's speaking to you about today? And the second question, what one thing, if it were to change, would make the greatest difference in my life? What one thing, if this one thing this year, 2022, if this one thing were to change, man, this would make this would make a massive difference in my life. What's that one thing? And write it down. That one thing, that's a prayer target for the year, okay? By the way, that's a good question to ask in different seasons of life in your marriage. What's the one thing man, if this this improved in my marriage, this would make all the difference. What's, What's this one thing with your kids? Man, if this one thing turned around with my kids, this would make all the difference. Maybe in your business, your job, man, this one thing. But there's an overarching one thing, a big thing. That one thing changed, and that would make the biggest difference. write that down. And we're going to just pray and wait on God this morning for a little bit. We're just going to wait on him. Just kind of have a time you can just write down whatever's coming to you. Just worship him. If you're feeling weak today, I got good news for you. The Bible says that when you wait on him, You're going to renew your strength. Your strength is going to be renewed. So, Lord, we just wait on you. Speak now, Lord. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com.